Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast, the only, the only, the internet's only, only college football podcast. Uh, hey y'all, it was championship weekend, and now, as promised, going in, we didn't have no champions, and coming out, we got some official champions, so I'm sure that solved everything about this extremely well-run, well-managed, and definitive sport, Right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Good to go. No more controversies from here on out. Everyone agreed on. Uh, actually, that ended the season, right? It's championship weekend. Now we got champs. What more do we need? Done. Yeah, we should leave. We what should else is done. there to resolve here? This is all epilogue. It's well, college football, like many stories, has multiple epilogues and a very shady series of annotations, epilogues, ending codas, <laughs> coda sales, clarifications exhibitions special dlc that's really what the entire bowl season is it's downloadable yeah, scours and shires y'all yeah we do it's you thought you were done but that was just the main quest college football has a good ending and a bad ending depending on how you played sometimes split endings too in past years sometimes yeah sometimes they're uh uh ambiguous endings yeah. like like old miss you you got the bad ending you did. You did. You 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 you're you're supposed to insert disc two, but you didn't have disc two at all. But old old miss, isn't that what you were playing for? Really, the bad ending. Right. Yeah, you're playing for low honor all along. Oh God, bad yeah, ending Pharisees has so many unfortunate connotations. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they were playing for the unhappy ending. <laughs> now, if you were only sort of good, then you only get the sort of good ending. You don't unlock the full good ending, right? So you're talking about the you're talking about the Sun Bowl. Well, you might not unlock one of the less imaginative ones, but sure, the Sun Bowl seems to me like if you just completed the game without doing a single side mission, right? Right. <laughs> like if you just forty five percent complete. <laughs> like you you got to the last mission in the game, but you did nothing the game actually wanted you to do. Congratulations! You know, the Sun the Belt is for. The Sun Belt's for speedrunners. Not only did you, not only did you uh, skip all the side missions, you like X'd through all the dialogue and the cutscenes. <laughs> Actually, just like just get to the end. <laughs> Hurry. That sort of explains like Pit in the ACC title game. Like, wait, what was our mission? What were we supposed to do? <laughs> we're supposed to collect the what? <laughs> well, and they just basically, if you had to give Pit a grade on the season, you'd give him a C for passing, right? As in El Paso, you get the El Paso Pit. That's how you say the passer in Spanish. That's right. No, what, what, why would Pitt have anything to do with that? Let's remember Pitt's record in the Sun Bowl. <laughs> they, they did win. <laughs> Actually, they, they, they lost that game, didn't they? The, the, the Oregon State game? Yeah, they yeah, lost that game. They, they, they tried like a 50. We're going to do a video about it. Spoiler. Um, time for El Paso Vengeance. You. Oh, that excites me. They, they, they attempted like a 57-yard field goal. Uh, Please make tie. sure you capture the footage of Dave Wanstead Bronx cheering his own team. <laughs> you guys get down. Get down. God, I love uh, Maybe the worst. That's that is still the worst football game I have ever watched. It's so beautiful. I've never seen and and that comes in a long streak of Sun Bowls where one or both teams obviously hung over and still suffering from alcohol poisoning hmm. did fau make a bowl <clears throat> they did not <clears throat> they did not lane kiffin is uh busy with un- other endeavors doesn't mean you can't get alcohol poisoning though that's true you know, it's it's a it's a all all rectangles all squares are rectangles not all rectangles are squares kind of that's thing what christmas is for Bubba. Yep. <laughs> uh, did you maybe if you did just reasonably well um, you get the ending you deserve, i.e. the one that, you know, wasn't very imaginative and that you might have seen in another previous installment of the game and or series. Like, I don't know. Do you want an Outback Bowl with Iowa and Mississippi State? No, something less imaginative. Something that really m- might have happened before. You Is know? everybody involved not tired of this game yet? I was astonished they did that. No, no, we're still doing it. Except we just keep moving it around, right? It's like, they just like that's a damn shell game. All those damn Big Ten, SEC, Florida bowls. 
They just slide them around each year. So this is going to be Iowa's. Uh, I think this is accurate. This is going to be Iowa's sixth Outback Bowl, which the Outback the Bowl only having been around Jesus. since what ninety nine. From a culinary Jesus. standpoint, they got to be happy about that. Which now ties them with Michigan for most Outbacks Bowl. <laughs> I, Outback is basically a sister city to Iowa. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, two two vegetables in Iowa, shrimp. They- and coke and blooming onions. That's it. I thought you were gonna say shrimp and coconut shrimp, <laughs> like cucumbers and zucchini. That's all I got. I thought you were gonna say shrimp and corn shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't corn shrimp just be cockroaches? Oh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Out back. Yeah. No rules. The pe- the Peach Bowl, by the way, we've played Mich- we played Michigan so many times that when I found out it was the Peach Bowl but sitting maybe here, we'll win this one. <laughs> no, no, we'll never. Won't, Won't it be? So- wouldn't it be funny to beat this Michigan team though? <laughs> it wasn't really funny to beat the other ones. It would give them a serious complex. It really would. It would, un- but that's not how this works. We don't beat Michigan. That doesn't happen. South Carolina can beat Michigan. Oh yeah, that can happen. We can't. We will not beat Michigan in the Peach Bowl. <laughs> Your teams are in a bowl. <laughs> I just, couldn't imagine. Can't couldn't relate. be me. Can't, Can't relate. Can't relate, y'all. Could, I am couldn't be Holly's free. problem. Hmm? What kind of ending is U- USF winding up in Tampa? Is that like no, it, it's like your is the, the game over? You had a corrupted save and had to start the game over. <laughs> no, you, no, no, that's the end of the Dark Tower series. Spoilers. No, you know in Zelda when you beat the game and nothing happens, right? You know they're just like Ganon's it, still there. <laughs> is Zelda one you 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 beat the game and then you're immediately on like hard mode? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, no way. It's in a Super Mario World where you got to fight your way back, but everything's like Halloween themed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it was all a dream. <laughs> it's, it's the Mario old Bobby too, Dallas. Yeah. It's Mario ending, right? Two, yeah, it is yeah. Mario Two. Or Mario yeah. Two. Everything that happened. Skip Holtz is kind of shaped like Toad. Oh, we're back to this. Yeah. Paul Johnson is Birdo. <laughs> he doesn't care. I can't. I just. I y'all. I thought I had more time with my sweet boy. I'm sorry. Oh, he gets to go out somewhere. You could probably invite him on vacation now. Oh, yeah. At least he gets to go out somewhere and glamorous. Where, where, Te- Georgia Tech is in the Quick Lane Bowl. Where's that, Jason? Mm. That's in Detroit. Interesting. Can you think Which of Which, when, uh, when asked, Paul Johnson said, uh, well, at least it's indoors and the players get a lot of gifts. <laughs> he has been doing this the correct amount of years. Man, have you, have just you... print, print that on the banners already, Quick Lane at Bowl. At least it's indoors. <laughs> Put it on the quote meme. I was really hoping that they would get the military bowl. It's in Annapolis, his old stadium. That would have been perfect. But oh, no, let's right. ship him to a bowl named after like a regional. I don't know what it is. The quick like change a, center. It's like a, yeah, I think it's like a pet boys type deal. Yeah. They've only been sponsoring this for like five years and I don't really know what it is. That's it's a really good investment. Quick lane bowl is also a handjob joke about Lane Kiffin. God, this podcast is terrible. Did- how did Hugh Freeze escape that? <laughs> we already hit him. It's fine. Um, this is not the 40 for 40 bowl preview, though. Let's be very careful. We have lots of juicy, terrible meat to distribute on those podcasts, which we haven't decided how we're going to do yet. This is just like a recap, I guess. It's a regular. It's championship weekend. Sure. Recap. Championship sure. weekend slash selection Sunday. Sure. Washington ten, Utah three. That's all we have to say about. Woo! That's it. That's it. <laughs> no wait. Here's something I will say about it. The SEC's championship games halftime. Doctor Pepper toss was higher scoring. God damn! It was. <laughs> And those only count for one, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I just want to I just want to print this this box score out. And every time somebody's like, you know, fixing the playoff is easy. Uh five conference championships, five com- five power five conference champions, uh three at large. I'll just be like, okay, you just put this this game mattered now. Congratulations. Also, the Pac-12 title game and the SEC Dr. Pepper toss between them, you did have one scholarship thrower. (laughs) 
Get him, Alina. Thanks, thanks to thanks to the Pac-12, by the way, for giving us a game where one team was never ever going to score. Once Utah lined up on offense after eh, three snaps. Keep your heart, three snaps. Yeah, three. After about, <laughs> they decided to keep their heart. They gave nothing, no points. I mean, I mean, it's not it's not as if Washington did their party. Like their nope. only touchdown was on a pick six. Nope. I mean, there was. Nothing. I appreciate that, though. From the start, there was no hope of anything interesting happening. You just thought, oh, man, no, you're not getting this out of the mud. You're going to have to call a car. You're going to have to call a truck. Get just that aban- out of it. Just honestly, Utah, abandon that car. You don't need it. What do you need in that car? Yeah. Why don't you give it to, why don't you give it to this young hustler waiting at the bus stop? Just give, give it to him. This you- car has 51, yards of, of 51 rushing yards on 25 attempts. You don't need this car anymore. Just leave it. <laughs> This was, I remember when uh, Washington kicked a field goal and I tweeted, that'll do it. And I had zero, zero worries that I would get like old takes for it. I was like really pretty confident. Like, no, that I'm serious. That's probably going to do it. I mean, yeah, for you to get old takes for it, it would have to occur to someone reading you that you might be joking. So uh. pack 12. Yeah, we all we all watched a game of you, but at Good least at, at least there was a big crowd on hand to see us. Pac twelve, Pac twelve champion <laughs> Auburn Tigers. That's that's why Gus is keeping his job. It's true. I, I picked a it's great true. day to grouse publicly and at great length uh, how much better the teams deserve than to be playing in Santa Clara. I stand corrected. Yeah, <laughs> they played. They played down to their location. Yeah, that yeah. was a 49ers ass game. I feel, I feel I feel bad about that. That is, I mean, listen, UCF declared themselves national champions last offseason because, oh, okay. because they, you know, nobody else is going to do it of, of any repute. Um, sorry, Reddit, but you know what we mean. We're the same. Uh, repute. Shouldn't, shouldn't Auburn just call themselves Pac-12 champions? Like, who, oh, absolutely. What's the, yeah. What, what's to stop them at this point? Throw yourselves a fucking pro- Yeah, that's right. We should Conference just declare champions. it for them. They can't possibly get madder than they are right now. I will abs- we if if we had the authority to do so at our company, I would absolutely sell Auburn Pac-12 champions. Gear. I would also I would also suggest this that it's a natural fit for Auburn because they can claim dominion over a golf course and mission to the godless West. That would be it. They'd be like, hey, listen, we got we're Pac-12 champions. That means we own Pebble Beach now. Tim Cook's already out there. Lay yeah. the foundation for for, for the him. Auburn family. He never did call me back. Some family. All right, so we're gonna call University of Washington and is now Auburn University dash Seattle. Yeah. Has it ever okay. been determined which Auburn message board is frequented by Tim Cook? Because you know he's got one. Yeah, I don't know, I, and I has I I hesitate to guess. I know. That's not the one I want. I want the one that the Yellowwood guy shows up on. Wait, is this real? There's, he's got to have. He's got to have a burner. Jimmy Rain. The wait, is he the owner or is he the yellow fella? He's the, the both. <sighs> That's the guy who runs the company who's worth millions and hundreds of millions well, of dollars. This is how Auburn men do it because both Apple and Yellowwood, the person who runs it, is also the mascot. Download Yellowwood app. <laughs> What's it do? Basically Just give me, bring me wood. Bring me arsenic. We got, we got the wood. new wood, the new wood Wait, seven. Arsenic? Yeah, it's, it's ar- way better than wood six. It's how's this different from wood six? It's bigger. Throw out wood six. It sucks. I just figured it was like turmeric or something since it was yellow. My favorite story I've ever heard about that. If you don't know who Jimmy Rain is, Jimmy Rain is a again like we don't you can't make up things about alabama i can only tell you what actually happened or who these people actually are and you can accuse me of lying and then i can show it to you and it's so much worse i did not know that he was both the yellow fella and the proprietor he used to do ads for pressure treated lumber as the yellow fella where he dressed up all in yellow and some of them at one point like steve spurrier has an ad because with jimmy rain now jimmy rain at one point gave a bunch of money to auburn and one condition of that, this was during the Tuberville era, I believe, as the story goes, is he was supposed to address the Auburn football team. Oh, dear. And he got to do this pregame. And Jimmy Rain got up there. And Jimmy Rain, a grown man addressing these 18 to 22-year-olds, started to 
invoked the spirit of Auburn, started to speak on the glories of intercollegiate athletics and could not get through it. So overcome was he by emotion. Meanwhile, all of these guys in the locker room are just watching this extremely rich man blubbering incoherently in front of them because he paid them money to do it. And this is my new goal is to just have an emotional breakdown over something very, very <laughs> unimportant in life in front of everybody and make them tolerate it because I am a billionaire. Like I, I'll just get a crowd of people together and be like, I want to talk about Arthur and his horse and Red Dead Redemption 2. Cry. In my head, when he was crying, he was wearing the yellow fella outfit. Exactly. And all the all the players were like, did Curious George die? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he, he held on to the balloons because he thought they were pretty. But he went Curious too Curious George's high. dad is so sad. Of all the ways Curious George can die. He took, you know, in that first, you know, in that first book where he takes ether, he took too much. That's gammon. That's Auburn as hell. <laughs> How'd you die? Well, I got turned into a fictional ape, and then I took too much ether and died. War Eagle. War Ether. <laughs> oh, can okay, we go? Let's talk about Saturday, please. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can we? Can we I'm go sorry. to? The, can we go to the real banger of bangers here? That would be. Uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit, but uh, I mean, no reason. I don't want to invoke it for anything, but. Uh, a predictable outcome in the SEC championship game. You know? You're mean. You're a mean motherfucker. It's happened before, hasn't you have it? You enough credit for being meaner than me. It's happened before. This was, I would argue this was worse. Mm. It was, no, it was, it's no, just going to keep getting worse, worse, isn't it? It's the worst yet. <laughs> yeah, th- there, Jason's got it. Yeah. And people were rightfully fixated on the fake punt on what was that on fourth and eleven that went awry. Boy, yep. did it. that's the right response. But I would argue mm-hmm. the real failure of Georgia's special teams were the two punts before them. First of all, I think those were the opportunities where they should have tried the fake. Those were on uh, one was on fourth and two. And the other one was on fourth and four. Is it fair to accuse a man with Kirby's haircut of lacking creativity? It looks kind of copy and pasted. I'm just saying, is it, or is it like asking a fish why it's not doing math? When he did come, when, when he did come on afterwards, and he was on Scott Van Pelt's show, obviously on very little sleep, tired, had just. Given up emotional, a, yeah. Had just given did up a seventeen point lead. Scott Van Pelt did not, did not, but you know, was trying to lobby for his team. I get it. Right? What he appeared on the screen, he honestly looked like a like a sheepdog. Like when you trim and shave a sheepdog and the hair is out of its eyes for the first time and you go, Whoa, that's that's what it looks like under Girl's there. He's got eyes. Hello, Nana. Yeah, hello <laughs> Jesus, Nana. <laughs> Look, looking rough under there. Um but so, Spencer, what is the most golf play in college football? The most golf play? The most golf play. If you don't know, it's fine. I'll, I can give it to you. Um, I would just say probably laying up when you probably should have gone for the green, i.e. taking a field goal when you're up 28-14 on the best team in the nation instead of going for the throat like you probably should have. That's a good. That's a good answer. And th- it's that, not the I'll answer that, you're looking for, but it's no. A good but I answer. think that's tied. I think the other the the other ver- most golf play is the coffin corner. Yeah, because you're trying to just land the ball just so it's just like pitching up to the green. You know, you want to just stick it, and if you go a little too far or a little, you you hit a little too short, bad times. On both of these punts preceding the fourth down, the fake punt. Both from about the same spot, like the Georgia 47 to the Bama 48, like the same range. Both both punts go into the end zone. And both one of them was real close to not. And that was where that's where they lost. If they I really think that if they had stuck Bama at the three yard line on one of those drives, that some combination of Bama losing, you know, not winning the field position battle or having go too far in too long to score the touchdowns to win the game, probably gets it done for Georgia. So, Georgia, you lost because you golfed bad. That's got to hurt. Yeah, that's got to hurt. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a great that's, idea. Yeah, there's got to be, man, is there, 
Is there a dramatic or a literary term for this? Because that makes it simultaneously way more familiar and way more painful. I would also, uh, I would commend uh, Alabama for attempting to score a touchdown. They were not going for a field goal to win that game. Driving with the ball uh, in the two-minute territory, they end up scoring, I think, with a minute and change left, like a minute five, minute ten left. Uh, yep. They're actually trying to score a touchdown to end the game, not just sitting on it like an old Nick Saban team would and kicking a field goal, which <laughs> he's had some experience there that might have shied him away from that decision. But actually trying to score. And good for them for that, because because uh, one, it worked, and two, it gave us the opportunity to watch Kirby Smart make a baffling call. Because, and I will get to this, a serious take, which is I don't really have a problem with the call itself because dude was open and they really did miss that on a timing issue, okay? I know, Justin Fields is back there. Everyone can see it. But same look. And you know why they knew it was the same look? Because according to Kirby, same look that Bama used when he was there. Didn't change it at all. Had a guy across her wide open across the middle. I get that. Counterpoint, if you're trying to be aggressive and win the game, why don't you put Jake Fromm out there? Why don't you actually use the quarterback who had a great game? Why don't you let him do it? We're just trying to be aggressive and win the game. Cool, go for it on fourth, like the math says you should. Not the strongest point for a graduate of Bainbridge County High School, I know. But Kirby, put him out there. Do it. Trust your dude. You trusted him the rest of the game. That 58 minutes when you led. Because remember... Remember that Georgia, out of 120 minutes, I think has led Alabama in their last two games for something like 117 of those minutes. Why didn't you trust him? Just put him out there. That's your quarterback. That's what he's there for. Don't do a fake punt. Put your dude out there and let him throw a pass. I also sincerely don't know why. Like, I, I really do. thought they would have done it on yeah. one of the two previous possessions when it was fourth and three, fourth and five. Like, Fourth and 11 just felt like there are a lot of ways where you can get something you want or something can work, but it might, it still not, might not work out for you. I, I, I don't really know why they decided to go for it there. I got the sense that Kirby was kind of desperately hoping to get through the game without having to get cute. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they got down to there, it's like, he was so frazzled that he just mashed the get cute button at completely the wrong moment. He got as cute as possible. Maximum yeah. cute. He's also Sorry, you, you know what that. I mean by get cute. You know, it's the in that dad menacing don't get cute way. Yeah. Right, right, right. Right. Okay. When um so watching this game, watching Georgia take the 14-0 lead, um, obviously everyone is thinking like, oh shit, this ain't gonna hold because we saw this. 11 months ago. Oh, we also saw this seven years ago in the same city. Um, never forget Georgia had a, was it a 10-point lead in the 2012 SEC title game yeah, that turned out yeah. to be the national title game as well. Uh, so do you remember the point in this game, though, where it flipped for you from, oh, yeah, this is going to happen, to, oh, yeah, this is definitely going to happen? Like, Georgia's definitely doomed here? 31-14. It was one of those, it was, it's, that's the break point is mm-hmm. when it was 28-14. They have miscommunication, I think, on third down and have a guy open and from misses, and then they have to settle for a field goal, 31-14. At that point, I thought, yeah, this is done. Um, I think it was... I'm looking at the play-by-play here and assuming ESPN's not lying. It's this play, third and 12 from the Alabama 29 with 10 and a half minutes left in the game. Jalen Hurts pass complete to Irv Smith Jr. for 13 yards to the Alabama 42 for a first down because this is the this is right after um, Tua goes out with the injury and Jalen comes in and like once he hit that and another third down after that for even longer it was like oh, okay well yeah yeah they they got this it's not a big deal. What about J- Jason? When was that for you? Well, so it was 28 to 14. Bama had a mere 14. Um, And I think I found the play in the play-by-play. There were 22 minutes left to go in the game. Uh, Tua had looked 
not good. Of course, he had three different leg injuries at the time. But he completed a 23-yarder. I believe this is the one I was – it was like a laser right over the middle to Jalen Waddell uh, for a first down. And everyone in the room just said, okay, yep, that's it. They're still down by two touchdowns, but everyone just saw that one pass and knew, like, all right, game over. Good try, Georgia. Uh, Tua threw a pick on that drive. And that really didn't dissuade anyone at all. It was just – all we had to see was just one good pass. And then Tua went out, and that really didn't even change anything either. Because, oh, right, here's the, you know, guy who's been in, what, this is his third playoff trip? Whatever it is. Anyway, Jalen Hurts coming in, former, you know, SEC Offensive Player of the Year. He comes in and immediately on, I was with a bunch of Georgia Tech fans, so they were already rooting uh, against Georgia. But looking on Twitter and seeing the mood suddenly swing, like rooting for Bama, like that's some Georgia shit, man. How hard is it? Like two games in a row, to, you are taking on the Siths, and yet you end up the bad guys because of quarterback changes two times in the calendar year. That is impossible. George is amazing. They really are. They, they really are spectacularly talented. Can we talk about this dog for a day thing? Is that even <laughs> oh worth bringing up? Oh my God. Oh my. You know what? I'm glad they did it because if you really wanted to say, I would like a taste. I would like to quantum leap into the Georgia fan experience for oh boy. just one day and one day alone. God damn, did the University of Georgia deliver. God damn, yeah, did who, they give you the whole took experience. Whoever up on it got, that, got the full experience. Consider, yeah, got all of it. consider this, that this particular stretch of Georgia football is as good as they've probably ever been, yes. as deep as they have ever been, as talented as this roster has ever been. And have gone further in those two years, back-to-back, than any Mark Rick team really considered going, right? Mark Rick team's probably had two years, which I think, you know, came close. But national title game, SEC championship game, and New Year's Bowl, that's pretty solid. It's going to be hard to top that, right? It might even be hard to top, you know, going all the way back to like 80. You'd really have to go... Why? What happened then? Um, I I'd have to look it up. I wasn't alive. I wasn't alive. Nope. It's I been so alive. long. Is the thing that you have to look it up on in paper. Was alive. It's been. So I was alive. Long yeah. That only Spencer was alive. <laughs> That's true. He's the turtle upon which the rest of the universe rests. And even I can't remember it. Old tortoise that I am. That's we'll have to go back and look at that. But consider that. Even at the peak, right? And this may be as good as it gets. You never know. Nothing is granted. You don't know how next year is going to go. Even with that, Georgia has handed its fans the worst possible ending so far for those two seasons. And that's as good as it gets. It's great, isn't it? It's pretty spectacular. The form. It's consistent no matter who's at the wheel. I'm just impressed, Georgia. That's all. How'd your team do? We're nine and three, baby. We're gonna play Michigan for the ninth time in ten years. They just keep moving the bowl around like a restaurant that can't get a health license. It just keeps bouncing from city to city, and every single time, Florida eats the bad chicken and winds up in the hospital. Yeah, it was, la- but it was labeled bad chicken. I know. <laughs> I'm an alligator. <laughs> I thought it. I thought it was like a tough thing. I thought it was like, ooh, I want some of the bad chicken. Oh, badass geez. chicken. Wait, Kid Rock's got a restaurant now, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, and I go there and I eat the bad chicken. It'll get you sick. <laughs> you know, you know the worst. You know the most depressing thing about this SEC championship hmm. when jo- when Bama scores their last touchdown with Spencer was right, a minute four left. Nobody thought, ah, left too much time on the clock. Like nobody thought nope. that. Nobody said it. Nobody and and for for a team that had played as well, especially on offense as Georgia had throughout a lot of this game, the fact that we had just said like, "Nah, gonna take a miracle play for it to happen." Not a solid minute drive with I think they still had at least two timeouts left. Yeah, like goddamn, that sucks. And isn't it amazing that coming off the incredible high of quite possibly the best game of the year? For the objective viewer, probably not for Georgia fans, but 
after that, the the result of that, what it did to the national narrative was, you had all these uh, media members and so forth immediately saying that was great. Let's make Georgia do that again. <laughs> the, the result of this game was they they came so close we should put them in the playoff. Well, where are you going to put them? Number four, right? You know who that you know who they have to play again, right? Yeah, let's make Georgia go through this all over again. Either this, either this, or just run it back. Just here. What are we going to do? Let's have them play Bama. And then what are we going to have them do? Knock out Oklahoma and the most exciting player in the playoff? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that sounds great. I like the idea that um, in this alternate reality where Bama's one, Georgia's four, Georgia loses again close. And then some members of the media are like, you know, they should really be in the title game over the two, three. I mean, <laughs> look, you saw it. so impressive. You saw it? Kirk Herbstreet wants him bumped up to number one. Man. Man, Kirk was frothy last night. Kudos to Kirk, Kirk Kirk's, by the way. Kirk's throwing a parade in Athens for the national champs. I love my Jeep Cherokee, and I don't care if it catches fire. <laughs> Four best cars. Now, there's a dog for a day. I think Kirk Herbstreet was the only actual dog for a day. Mm. I mean, it, Fowler and Restate, but Fowler... Open, was, mm. openly going at him, yeah. right? Face to face. Reese Davis doing the, I respectfully disagree with what is your I insane kind of opinion. that Scott and Reese would just like start doing magic tricks because they were <laughs> sitting there. And what I can only assume was a fit of peak by the director uh, of Van Pelt Sports Center. They kept Reese and Scott framed in the foreground while Kirk and Chris were just yelling at each other on the big screen in the back and... It was my favorite sports center of the year. Yeah. Reese Davis going, well, uh, you know, two losses is more than one. Kirk. <laughs> and like, Chris was a half a breath from a Kirk, you ignorant slut. And Chris, Chris, I think the <laughs> testosterone replacement therapy was getting edgy on him, right? Like he and he and Kirk both were like, ah, too much in the blood. The counterpoint to this is that too often the media moves in one direction in lockstep thinks the same thing, says the same thing. And Kirk dared to be creative. And on that note, coming up next, we have some advertiser content to help inspire your holiday gift giving. A very special advertiser message from the kings of creativity themselves, the Lego store, and shop.lego.com. Let's build. Jake Sadovich is serious about puzzles. For a living, I work at an escape room designing gameplay. And this love of puzzles all started with a Lego set he got as a gift. It was um, an ex- one of the Explorian sets. It was the big uh, space base where the front opened up and the truck came out. Jake loved the way the pieces interlocked, how you could move parts around infinitely. Years later, he found an old ship-in-a-bottle set at a thrift store. And it gave him a crazy idea. I decided I'd go ahead and build it, bottle and all, completely out of Lego. When he finished, he submitted it to Lego Ideas, a platform where fans can showcase builds and vote on ones they think Lego should manufacture. And it was a hit. It was really kind of surreal. It was amazing when it was getting votes very, very quickly. Weeks later, Jake finally heard back from Lego. They had chosen his design. You're just kind of blown away that Lego's now going to build a set based on your creation is really kind of overwhelming. But his favorite thing was how people took his puzzle and made it their own. So they build the ship in the bottle set, but they take the ship out and they'll put like a spaceship or flower garden. Because when you give someone a Lego set, you're not giving them a set of rules to follow. You're giving them the inspiration to create something totally unique. It's just a great feeling to know that that will help to inspire kind of the next generation of Lego builders to go out and create and do their thing. With Lego, every gift has a story. Start your story today at your local Lego store. Thank you for that message from our sponsor, The Lego Store. To learn more, go to lego.build shutdown. Please note that link may not work and it's not my fault. Uh, but if it does, it's lego.build slash shutdown, or you can tap the link in the show notes, which again, may not work, to get started. Spencer, you did uh, something unusual the last time we had this Lego ad read. I did. I told anyone and everyone who would listen that if they went and uh, patronized our fine friends at Lego, that uh, you know 
I would I'd be grateful. And in addition to that, for free, whether they purchase Legos or not for the holidays, I would serve as their personal Lego sommelier, right? Their construction toy concierge. I would help them by asking a series of questions via email, my least favorite medium of communication, besides honest, open, emotional. I would give them an actual suggestion for Legos. And that offer still holds. Can I test? Can we test that out live here? Sure. All right. So I'm going to, I want to get Legos for my younger brother. Okay. What, what do you need to know? Okay. Uh, just, you know, generally, like, what is he? Is he more of a, you know, is he a Lego? If I just start spitting things, is he a Lego City guy? Is he more of a Lego Star Wars guy? Is he going to, like, is he a technical guy? Wants some sort of, like, Technics kind of stuff? Yeah, he's definitely a technical guy. Loves to fix cars. Uh, was in an engineering program for a while. Is a doctor now. So he's definitely in the, like, I, I think the technical side of the Lego. Ooh, can I jump in? Oh yeah, no, Holly's gonna. I I, I trust you on this. Yeah. If it's still available, the Volkswagen VW the the VW bus that they have. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, okay. it's 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 a good set. I've I've actually gotten my hands on it. Uh, it is a delightful set. It's a little. It's just whimsical enough so that it's purely not purely technical. Like you could have it in the doctor's office and not have it look out of place. Yeah, it may be Ooh. out, but you know you could get some vintage Lego. That happens. Um, if if that's not available and he's a big car guy, right? Yeah. Uh, what's your budget here? You know, just to just throw out a number. Uh, you know what? Because we uh, have this sweet uh, podcast ad money that comes to us directly, definitely. Let's say up to $300. Up to 300 My friend, I'm just going to give you, there's a Porsche 911 GT3 RS set for $299.99. If you can go a little bit over that. I got a $350 Bugatti uh, Chiron. So I, I'd do that. That'd be okay. that'd be my suggestion. Um, but, you know, if you don't want to, uh, if, if you want the other one, too, if he's like super engineering, they actually have a Bagger 288, i.e. the bucket wheel excavator that looks like uh, that looks like some sort of satanic like pinwheel trapped in a mining machine. <laughs> yeah, that you yeah. for 280 right. bucks, buddy, we can bring you in under that 300 and you can have a bag or two eight eight on your desk. So. All right, let me add one more wrinkle to it. Sure. Let's say I hate. Let's say I hate my brother. Okay, you hate him. Yeah. Okay, then what you're gonna do is you're going to give him the enormous Hogwarts castle. <laughs> okay, because and here's why. All right, because you say that he's he's like a technical kind of guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, so you get him the gigantic four hundred dollar Hogwarts castle that's like. Like, I think it's three feet tall and has 6,000 pieces. And he's mm-hmm. going to hate himself for this, but he will have no choice and cannot resist the urge to put it together. Right? Can I, should I, should I remove surreptitiously three to four pieces before I give it to him? You remove- should absolutely yes. do that. Remove everything but the Hufflepuff insignia from the stickers, too. Find the tops of the spires, like the tops. Of the turrets, so he and builds the whole all thing. So yeah, that he knows that they're supposed to be there, but it won't match. And take Harry Potter out. So he's like, I don't know. I did this whole thing. There's not a Harry Potter in here. It won't bother him because he wants a Harry Potter. It'll bug him because it's not complete. You're good at this. You're you. You. This should be your job. I, Emotional I'm, warfare via Lego. I'm so much better at this than my actual job. So, but I'll do it for free. Email me at Spencer at SP Nation, and we can have this exact same conversation. For men. For men. <laughs> hey, and they women, said kings of creativity, and women, not I've, me. I have had, I counted, I have had 36 people email me, and I have responded to all of them. And I actually got a photo of somebody who received it with the email recommending the purchase, and they were satisfied. Well, That's a 100% hit rate nude. there. Was that a nude? Yes, it was a nude. Cool. I only, all of my, it's weird. All the pictures I get via email become nudes if they send it. He has the site. I did the most unfortunate site because all I, because I mostly get emails from dudes who listen to our podcast and you're all fine looking men. That's fine. It's just, it's a bit much. Huh. If you like pina colada. Jesus Christ. Hey, Iowa State almost lost to Drake. 
I think we should talk about that. Iowa State almost lost to Drake. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Meek Mill. <laughs> Came close. I was going to say, who among us? Yeah, uh, that was that was clearly my favorite thing, which is, oh, crap, we forgot to play this game. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just so weird because, like, when this happens week one or two, we all write it off as, like, well, you know, teams are still figuring out who they are and FCS teams all gassed up and blah, blah, blah. What the fuck is the excuse week 14 when you barely beat an FCS school? That you didn't remember the game was even happening until two days before it. Listen Not to just me. an FCS school. We're talking a non-scholarship FCS school that ranks like number 220th in Sagar and something like that. No, they a were terrible FCS. School. No, they went out on the road. They were recruiting. They were doing all kinds of stuff. And on Thursday night, someone on the Iowa State staff said, oh, shit, guys, we got to play Drake. Oh, I shit, don't know. Drake's in town. Yeah, Drake's, Drake's coming to town. That's what it was. All week, the players were like, oh, we're going to a Drake show on Saturday. And then they realized, In oh, shit, speaking, no, we're playing yeah. Drake. You're, what happens when you're the Drake show? Uh, my favorite scenario here was, say Iowa State had lost this as a 41-point favorite. Now they're extremely unranked. Now they're actually kind of a bad win for Oklahoma. Does that bump Georgia into the playoff <laughs> if Iowa State loses to Drake and Oklahoma's resume is like, well, we beat West Virginia and we split with Texas does and that, that's all we got. Does that answer for Iowa State's performance? Like how close to the edge can we skirt this just despite Oklahoma? Yeah, they almost pulled it off. At the, ver- at the very least, if they had lost, they should have lost their bowl spot to ULM. <laughs> But as but as is, Iowa State ended up doing pretty well in this whole thing. So thanks thanks Drake for not finishing the drill. For for being in other words, you know, for being kind of lackluster. God damn it. As Drake goes. Yeah, they get to play Wazoo. So you're welcome. Yeah, have fun with that. Is Drake the university a Canadian school or just Drake the person? It's in Des Moines, so yeah, it's in Canada. Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Big Ten Championship was <laughs> unnecessary. I mean, I mean it was yeah. clo- it was closer than you thought it would be for a for a, a long stretch. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you referring to the South Side Chicago street fight? The South Side Chicago. I'm Thanks, referring Dad. to the game. I'm referring to the game in which the uh, so this game was on Fox, and for the pregame package. They had a famous alum of each school come on to give, like, the televised pep talk. And for Ohio State, it was Chris Carter. It was Duke Nukem. Yeah. Oh. Chris Carter, <laughs> you know, legendary NFL wide receiver, et cetera, et cetera. I assume at least one of you knows who the Northwestern choice was. Malcolm Gladwell's sister's friend. You're 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 not as far off as you think you are. Do you, I, do y'all not really know this? No, no, no. I didn't watch I, a I, single I did, I did second of this. Intro. No. Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Is that Dermot which based Mulroney, on Jason not knowing who Stanley Tucci or uh, French Stewart? There's no way. He I was just going to say we have now hit three straight weeks of probably spending five minutes talking about a person I never heard of. It's this isn't your fault. Um, he's an actor. He's indistinguishable. Y'all know, no, y'all know so many fucking actors, man. How do y'all know so many damn actors? I don't know. Hollywood types. Yeah. Jason, all of the spots in your head occupied by wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> they're all devoted to various. They're, actor, they're actors too. They they, they are. are thespians, man. What do you think? Have you noticed that every time a wrestler walks into Hollywood, they dominate everything? <laughs> like John Cena makes two movies, and suddenly I'm like. Frankly, I think he should be in everything Daniel Day-Lewis was ever in. John Cena's first movie, I saw people citing him as, quote, a revelation. And yeah. they weren't wrong. The Rock walks in, and it instantly becomes the biggest star in Hollywood. The You'll Rock pay me the most. to which mountain, and his career gets bigger. They should have figured this out after Roddy Roddy Piper took the screen and they live and became a god. Who is Who is the biggest failure in this regard? Who has not pulled that off? Hulk Hogan. Okay. 
Oh, sorry, Suburban Commando. Good. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people oh. saw his movie. Jesus. I... Uh, Dermot, Dermot Mulroney was in Young Guns, if that helps, Jason. Ooh. Dermot Mulroney, late of Fox's L.A. to Vegas, and my favorite recent TV trope. No, no, he wasn't. That wasn't him. That no. was Dylan no, McDermott. No, 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 no. Oh, Ryan. Ryan. You need to let me finish, because in episode three of Fox's L.A. to Vegas, starring Dylan McDermott, they brought in Dermot Mulroney to play his rival. I'm not making this Specifically up. because the writers okay. do. Nobody okay. could tell them apart. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry I jumped down your throat. That was unfair. Mea culpa, mea culpa, mea culpa. Yeah, yeah. Well, And they gave one of them a mustache, and they're like, yeah, that's why people can't tell them apart. They both have mustaches. I really just wish they'd rolled Ravel out there. Just done it. Like our most... he's so pissed he wasn't He there. so wanted to do it. And he would have. People would have gone, why did you put that man on television? I just, it's not as if Northwestern has never put an NFL player, has never put a player into the NFL. It's not like, well, there were none. And it's not as if Dermot Mulroney is so famous that you're like, it's not like, you know, when, when Texas uses Matthew McConaughey or something, you're like, well, I get what, like, man, what a choice. No, what I like to choice. think that they went down the roster of Northwestern of Northwestern folks and all the ones who knew anything about sports were like, no, no. No. no, 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 no. They well, could have had Stephen Colbert. He's like, no, thank you. Yeah, I mean, were they gonna were they gonna get Zach Braff on there? Oh God, that probably. He, I bet he was next on the list. Mm. Remember me from the nineties? No. I mean Warren Beatty. They could have got. I'm looking at the list here. Um, they could have got Duchess him. Megan. Julie Se- Louis Dreyfus. She would have been way better for this. Seth Myers. The Seth Myers. Ira Glass? That would have been fucking great oh, if they were like, ah, here's Glass Chris Carter and here's Ira Glass. Are you kidding me? <laughs> have you ever Fuck. had one of those games where you thought you were going to win, but you didn't? Wait, Billy Eichner. He'll do fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> See, that, that might have been... Northwestern's got to win! <laughs> hey, Cloris Leachman. Would have been <gasps> fucking hilarious. Oh. <laughs> Wait, isn't Zoe Deschanel on a Fox show? Yeah, I don't know if it's still on anymore, but yeah. Megan Mullally, there were a lot of good choices. And again, probably NFL players, too. I don't know. No, but it's I like the feeling like they're like, are you kidding? We're not going to this game. No. It's uh, like, I, I know he's dead. Rod but... Blagojevich! He was available! <laughs> Listen, I know he's dead, but would it not be his greatest role if Jerry Orbach came back and did it? <laughs> oh, wow. oh, the gravitas. The gravitas. Like, honestly, you want Northwestern to win. Like, Pat Fitzgerald is like, hey, unions suck and I'm an enormous meathead. Go cops. Hey, the body of Jerry Orbach reanimated. I don't think Ohio State fans want law and order associated with the Big Ten in any way, shape, or form. So <laughs> It involves due process, so no. Just put us in the playoff. Don't look. Don't look. Do not scrutinize the record. Purdue. Well, actually... Purdue with the most engineering catch on a resume ever. So yeah, guys, we're Big Ten champions. You might excuse me. Excuse me. Here's what they should have got. They should have had a data set. They should have had Chris Carter. (laughs) They should have had Chris Carter doing his pump up thing, and then they should have had Trevor Simeon just sleeping in a recliner. They should have brought the other Chris Carter from X Files, who I don't know if he went to Northwestern or not, but he seems like the type. Yeah. That's fine too. God, fucked it up. Fucked it up so bad. And then the game. Also, you, the game was very, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, Ohio State not really able to run the ball, able to pass for over 400 yards. They're a Big 12 team now. Yay. Don't make fun of them, Ohio State fans, ever. You don't get to do that because this year you are a Big 12 team. And I have no complaints so with that. Motown passing it. Yeah. I'm sorry about that, but not enough to be prevented from doing it again. Hmm. Was there an ACC championship game? You're damn right there was. Because Pitt was in it. And you want to know what Pitt did? That Pitt super weapon. Charging and charging. (laughs) Charging. Still charging. After the ACC championship game. Still charging. Hey, Pitt, it happens to the best of us. I mean, clearly. (laughs) 
We'll we'll pick this up next year. We'll just keep this going. Did you see the um the uh, Wait, Mercury News headline on Stanford's bowl placement? No. Stanford yes. is of course playing Pitt. Oh, no. It was uh Stanford headed to Sun Bowl to play six lost team. That's like a language barrier <laughs> between Stanford and Pitt. Pitt can't even be named. Yep. So bad. El Perso. Sternford Cardinal. <laughs> Going to play Sir in the Stern Bowl. Um, Kenny Pickett's passing line in this game was... It's wow. a classic! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Because, you know, they didn't... I don't really care if the team's good or not. I just want you buddy. I know. I, I just want you to be... I want you to be the most you version of you when you play, right? Yeah. Do you be be you and be you to your fullest? And Pitt Pitt did it because Kenny Pickett Kenny Pickett was four for sixteen. Oh, so probably for like seventy yards. Eight, eight. God. God. He was four. Wait, for... When you say eight, oh, chul. Ah, so eight. eight I'll translate yeah. for Yinzers. Eight. Or yeah. or. I hate to I hate to steal from PAPN the nerd podcast, but no, um, they deserve to get beaten up. But half a yard per passing attempt, uh, my analytics say that's bad. Hmm. I don't know. I'll need to see the advanced statistics on that. We're gonna send this back to the lab. At least he only threw one pick. Jesus Christ! <laughs> he couldn't complete the ball to anybody. That's where he really lacked the height of the Nathan Peterman era. Yeah. 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 If you throw. can't hit your guy, don't hit anybody. He's just throwing throwing it away. Throwing it away. Throwing it good good. Get rid of that football. Throw it away. Don't take a sack. Watching this, That's the entire offense. Did you watch how much of this game did you watch? I think I ended up watching about uh ten minutes. And it I was watched the first zero ten of the Big Ten title game. Um I watched I hung with Pitt as long as I could and then Failed for the Mountain West game. The actual good late night game that is nowhere near as late night as it should be. That game was great, by the way. Yeah, that was phenomenal. I There were several moments in the first 10 minutes of this game when Pitt had the ball on offense where I said out loud watching the TV, Oh God! <laughs> watching Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence work against Pitt's offensive like line. Like watching a toddler climb a diving board. <sighs> yeah, no, just, oh, no, don't, no, stop that. Don't attempt that. Their um their first two drives ended with a punt on fourth and twenty. They got no first downs on that drive, and a fumble on third and twenty eight. Now that's about all you need to know about how that game went. Yeah, that and Travis Etienne. He had one hundred fifty six yards rushing, which is a great game on twelve carries. He had seventy five on one. The first play of the game. <laughs> yeah. First play, gone. That just okay. about did it. That just about did it, the whole game. Thank you, Clemson, for making this immediately clear how it was going to go. We could flip to other games without guilt. Um, the AAC Championship. Huh? Yeah, no. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Extremely Everyone gave up field. on what was it, Memphis? Uh, they were, what, twenty-eight to fourteen to scores like that in, in the AAC title game. That I feel like the scores don't really ever actually stop climbing. It's like watching two like stock tickers. Like the score is always climbing, so it's hard to cite a specific number. But Memphis was ahead by fourteen or so for what felt like a really long time. They were up seventeen at three different junctures in this game before halftime. <laughs> it's not just that you blew Hey Georgia, do you want to feel better about things? <laughs> you only blew a seventeen point lead once. Feel more like Memphis, the team whose stadium you lost to uh Georgia Leary coached UCF in. That's correct. UCF came back against the three different seventeen point leads. So I guess Georgia is actually just one third of the team Memphis is. We've always saying. said that. We've always said always. that. Always. Um, and yet UCF, yeah, not in the playoff. Not. Nope. Wasn't even uh, that. I told Jason and Spencer this yesterday, but that would have been the secret funniest thing the committee could have done would be let Saturday play out the way it did so that you're like, well, 
Oklahoma, you know, gets a quality win and avenges their only loss of the year. Ohio State dominates in the Big Ten title game. Georgia, you know, loses a squeaker, but against the number one uh, team, then just to be like, nope, UCF, number four, fuck y'all, surprise! But they're unimaginative, and they hate comedy. Hey, they want Alabama to keep splitting those titles, go right to hell ahead. Damn, that's a good point. Yeah, mind you, by the way, winning the AAC with their backup QB, walked right in, just did it. Daryl Mack had an outstanding game. I know Memphis rushed for 400 yards. UCF rushed for 350. They were way better passing. <laughs> now, UCF yesterday made me feel bad about all those times we've used well-coached as a euphemism for this team is boring and unfun. Yeah. No, they looked really... They, they, they still look like they got their shit together. Lockstep 100%. So, would you want to see them in a playoff? Yeah. Instead, you get to watch them against perpetually well-coached and prepared LSU. <laughs> LSU, who definitely never fucking chokes during bowl season. That's not only did they get to do that, I get to see. Hey, these boys come from the swamp. Orlando's Orlando's not. They're like us. Yeah, that's. It's a mini golf swamp. <laughs> they got the Ripley. I know you boys not. like to play night games. Well, now we're playing the nights. That's I'm up in Orlando. It's lawless. They got men running around on horses with swords. That was just medieval times. I seen it. <laughs> Changed There's my a life. Giant talking mouse. <laughs> oh, it was God. delicious. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> a fricassee. This was this was one where the committee had perfect. It was right there. We've talked about it. <laughs> For several weeks now, the battle for Ocala. Florida UCF was right on the table. Instead, they gave us Florida versus Michigan for the 7,000th time. And the oddity that is UCF versus LSU in Glendale, Arizona. It's not yeah, right. I, I, yeah. I defend these people, their ultimate decisions. I think they've done a good job overall, but this was just a horrible move. That feels like um, lightly attended might be a phrase we would use for this game. And that game. feels like, yeah, I don't know. It, it felt like some incredible pettiness towards UCF. Yeah, yeah UCF. make them play the number 11 team, the lowest ranked team you possibly could. In the furthest, flungest place you could put them. Yeah, and UCF really Just... hasn't backed off that role, and nor should they. Publishing, publishing like videos where... You know, Ricochet the wrestler has the UCF logo superimposed over his head, right? Challenging. I do like um, I do I do like the Orlando lawyer that's like, "Fuck it, let's file an antitrust lawsuit. Let's get him in court, boys." Sure. So you're How'd saying that go for is... Utah twelve years ago? Hey, we're did just that change anything? I mean, U- Utah made the Pac-12 championship, so over a long enough time. UCF will make the Pac-12 championship. Yes, they gotta, yes. They've, hey, they've already and beaten they've Auburn. They've already UCF beat Auburn, already, exactly. UCF yeah. is already the Pac-12 champions. And Did SEC champions. UCF holds two conference championships and can't get in the damn playoff. Three conference championships. Ryan, you went to law school. This is basically what it was like, right? Uh, Yeah, almost exactly. Do you think UCF has to keep going until they have beaten every conference champion and then they can get in? No. Or, yeah. or does that just itself add up to a national title? No, they'll just they'll just close shop. They'll pretend like, oh, hey, we're not playing college football next year. It's not happening. Sorry, we won't send you any letters or nothing. You guys should just close up. Okay, bye. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them. Close shop or well, guess you won the last ever football game. Congrats. I also like that basically the minute UCF loses a game, the college football powers that be will be like, start from the beginning, unranked, <laughs> climb like back how, out of hell, you assholes. 
the end of last season, everyone was on the UCF bandwagon once it became clear, okay, the committee's screwing them over. That hasn't been the case for every mid-major, but it is the case for this team. You know, they beat Auburn, and everyone is sick of the SEC and sick of Bama, and they look at the transitive thing and like, okay, we're all on board on UCF. We love it. Then UCF fans happen. Boy, do they. All off season, and everyone gets sick of them. Everyone all hates UCF and again. All season. Yeah. Which, honestly, going out of their way to kick everyone else off their bandwagon is maybe the most SEC thing they could have done. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They filtered it back down to zero, and then the season happens, and everyone's like, oh, I can't wait till UCF loses. But guess what happens by, like, November, December? We're right back in the same place. Go get them, UCF. Go beat LSU. Go claim another title. Then we'll be sick of you by May again. This is This is all leading up to me watching Joe Burrow run the ball for 42 times against UCF's defense for 300 yards. That's it. In a losing effort. In a valiant losing effort. (laughs) LSU's continuing inability to put people at the right positions or use them correctly. The wide receiver throw 30 times. I got the quarterback. He's going to run 50. I got a tight end. Guess what? He's punting. Is it possible that LSU's entire team leaves early for the draft? I mean, Greedy what, Williams like has already said he's leaving, right? The, yeah. You, know, you mean like before the bowl? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like tomorrow. Mm. Interesting. Entirely possible. I mean, if Greedy's out. Let Greedy eat. Yeah. Let Greedy, you know. I assume that happened mostly because they were like, fuck Arizona. That place is boring as shit. I'm not going there. <laughs> That's dry. Yeah, Orlando fans <laughs> should be right at home in Glendale, though. That's true. It's like Orlando jerky. Yeah, it's Orlando when you have a DUI anklet, basically. So Orlando. <laughs> so it's just right, it's, when you, it's, it's Orlando when you respect the limitations of your DUI anklet. When did that happen? Yeah, that's it's just because you can't drive. Ryan, that's Disney. World. No, it's just because when you drive off, it's just because when you drive off the road in Arizona, you go into a ditch. That's not respecting your DUI bracelet. It just means your car's incapacitated because you're in a desert. Like ah, I'm in a dry wash. Yeah, I'm respecting being, this dry wash. Yeah, being forced to confront your circumstances because of geology, you know, isn't exactly the same thing. I always thought there's only one place that I think driving drunk would be cool. Because driving drunk is deeply uncool. What the fuck, dude? But only one place where driving drunk would be really cool. And that's if you got so drunk, <laughs> you, you, accidentally, cool? you accidentally drove onto the Bonneville Salt Flats. <laughs> and just, you know, like, like oh, you know, when there's nobody out there, you're just like, what are you doing? I'm hammered and driving on a salt flat forever. They basically made a movie about this. It had Anthony Hopkins and a motorcycle in it. <laughs> Perfect. As long as I don't hit Anthony Hopkins on his motorcycle, that's the only it's place like, in the world where it'd be fun. What this you... is like the bumper pool for drunk people. Like you just put them out there where they can't hurt anything, <laughs> exactly. and you just let them let them let them drive it out of themselves. Just a reminder for our listeners that everything said on the shutdown full cast constitutes legal advice. Uh, hi, yeah, this is Ryan. Oh, uh, Lego's unhappy. No, that they think the ad read was good. Oh, they didn't like the part where Spencer said the one time it'd be fun to drive drunk. Okay, well, that'd be. No, it. I think this is a, this is Back a solution. We put all the drunk drivers on the salt flat, and they all just solve the problem amongst each other. All right, let's let's at least try to talk about the Big Twelve title game, please. Yeah, another point when you knew it was over is when uh, I knew this game was over when Oklahoma was sitting on three points after a quarter because if Oklahoma sitting on three points after a quarter, that just means there's like a good 36 waiting to drop on your head because you're not going to hold them and Texas wasn't going to hold them to that. They were just, it was a matter of time. No Texas hold them, huh? No Texas hold them, buddy. Got a straight. Fl- I thought this vic- this this game was a victory for civility. Um, there were no unsportsmanlike taunting penalties, and that's really all that matters in a Big Twelve game. Everyone respected um, the cow pictures devised by certain finger configurations until after the whistle blew. No, that's really all that matters. It's called Texas Sign Language. There was, however, one Oklahoma fan in the crowd. Did did y'all see this guy who was making fun of Tom Herman making fun of Drew Locke in last year's ball game? 
when uh, Drew Locke was, he's kind, he seems like kind of a weird guy. His celebrations where he's pretending, I think he was pretending to like put on a coat or something. And Tom Herman is strutting up and down the sideline doing that. And uh, then spent the season um, complaining about players mocking Texas's hands. God damn, the Big 12 is so fucking petty. So many little rules. It's like baseball. Mm. Big 12 football is baseball with way more points. But anyway, there was an Oklahoma fan that uh, ESPN's cameras caught doing that to Tom Herman. And that was a a fitting resolution to the entire thing. Also, thankfully, this game gave us the matchup we wanted to see, which is Alabama-Oklahoma. The only offense, yeah. the only offense that I think people are reasonably sure can give Alabama hell is one helmed by Kyler Murray, right? Consistent hell, not the 58 minutes of hell that Jake Fromm gave them, but a full 60 minutes of purgatorial punishment. I think that that and the Citadel and the Citadel. It's either just shit through a tin horn, buddy, Citadel or Oklahoma, nothing in between. It was um, particularly delightful to me that. On the same day, so Jalen Hurts comes in, leads the comeback, Bama wins, etc. And of course, some segment of sports media and just sports fans on Twitter are like, this is what proves that not transferring when the chips are down against you and, you know, not taking the easy way out. That's where true champions are made. It's like, all right. So if you believe that, you should argue Oklahoma shouldn't be in the playoff. Because they're benefiting from from untowards bullshit. It's just such tired bullshit. Yeah, where did uh, Baker Mayfield get drafted? How'd that work out for him? Like, nobody is actually... Like, if you actually think this, go on TV and say, fuck, fuck Kyler Murray. Say it. He didn't He didn't commit to OU. He's a trans... Like, and he's a transfer for all the reasons that we're not supposed to want people walker. to transfer. He's a transfer mm-hmm. for all the reasons we're not supposed to want people to transfer. But he's more of an would... Oklahoma later. Damn. He's transferring sports. Ah, uh, but what's the halo he's given? What's the halo he's given? Oh, what's he going to go play? Baseball. That's right. Kyler Murray's going to go play baseball. I like so that basically got... you can only win sports media respect if you make one decision that might be very bad for your self-interest. In Kyler Murray's case... It's deciding to play this season of college football and risk his baseball career. It hasn't worked out that way, and knock on wood, it won't. Oh, God, I'm worried about him playing Bama. But, like, that, that Spencer's right. Like, that has sort of given him the veneer. Well, he believes in the team above himself. Meanwhile, Tom Brady, to make sure that he kept his, what, thousand rushing yards or whatever career on a kneel down at the end of today's game, uh, ran forward two yards before he knelt. Because Tom Brady is a team me player, first. a me it's first a team asshole. player right there. You just don't understand the Patriots' way. I don't. I don't want to. That's yeah. Kyler Murray, by the way, also in addition to having the halo of oh no, it's cool. He's going to go play baseball. That's why we won't bother him over the transfer. Didn't get that from man. Herb Street had a weekend, didn't he, man? Yeah. Digging in digging in hard. He did not stop posting. He did not log off. No. Nope. <laughs> He's gonna go home and eat so much almond butter. <laughs> it's out of the jar. It's good I can fat. picture him just just tweeting to don't stop me now in the background. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I think it's a damn montage. I'm having such a good time. I'm blocking them all. Uh, oh, oh. Georgia should be number two! He's having a ball!